9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Hey, did you know that hosting the 9to5 Entertainment System is not actually free for us? We spend money on hosting services to keep the podcast up and running. And we then we give you a podcast for free. If you want to help us uh, pay for that hosting, you can do so on patreon.com slash 9to5cc and support us over there. Uh, if you subscribe to the 90s Deluxe Package, you'll get access to a bonus episode uh, for every episode of 90s called Garbage Time. On this week's Garbage Time, Scott and I talk a bunch about wrestling. You know you want to. Meanwhile, on this episode of 90s, we talk about how bad Scott is at tag. We talk about the last blockbuster. We talk about speed. We talk about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, and we talk a little about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Meanwhile, John is bad at the internet. This is 90s. Robert Englund played Felix Faust. That's how we start the show. That's really good. Uh, John isn't here because he's bad with technology. There, I said it's not it. his fault. He's in your fight. I did it. You, um, you know what it I is? Guess... He's he's uh, going to have to learn to program the VCR and that clock on the stove, mm-hmm. and then learn how to use a computer. Use how to learn how to use the internet. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna, I was I was about to say I was going to be so like. The this is going to be a more like left leaning show than usual, but you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll, maybe John will jump on uh, later to share some information. Uh, what's going on, Scott? The only thing I care about is that you're bad at tag. Yeah, that's the news. <laughs> that's the top of the news. Scott's really bad at tag. I don't know if you had this ever moments growing up. I, I know that I did. There was a moment uh, in my mid to late teens mm-hmm. where I was able to clearly outperform my father physically in a sporting, um, in, in, in the realm of sports. You know, I played basketball in high school and my dad thought he could take me and I did a crossover and broke his foot and scored the layup. Uh, I don't. I, I never. Like, I never got to experience that because my dad was always like, "No," right. <laughs> like, like j- j- just was was always the the the, the sitting and, and chilling dad. Like, never, never. Pl- I don't have any recollections of doing sports with my father. Like, outside of like playing catch or whatever. Like, he didn't. He didn't like bust out the skateboard to go. No, like you'd be like, he's like, here's a skateboard, go down the hill or whatever, roll down around in the driveway or whatever. Like, go, go play with kids your age. He was never the engaged dad. He didn't teach you how to Ollie? No, weirdly not. (laughs) He was tall, though. He could have totally been Birdman. Like, could have. (laughs) Um, Why didn't you teach me to halfpipe, dad? I I thought I would have a little bit longer with Archer. (laughs) I mean, uh... he's wily. That, that that I I was always like I was a, a I always kind of get the impression that had I played tag or whatever with my dad it would have been pretty young where I was like would have been like juking him out like my dad was a like a tall dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. was also and like and, and also I mean like is you're forty one two forty two and he yeah. arches seven seven yeah I think that's roughly the same age difference as my dad and i 
And I was like, I think that's something like that happens too when you're just like, you're you're starting to get like north of forty, and your kid is starting to be like maximum spry. Where you're <laughs> like, it's just it's a bad it's a bad mix. It was it was a good move. I'll give him credit. He did he did juke me out. Like he took a stutter step and then stepped forward, and I I dove for the tag, and he leaned right backwards and backstepped twice, <laughs> and uh, I stepped on some of those sidewalk rocks, those little black pebbles that are sitting all over the sidewalk now that all the snow has melted, and just. There might have well have been ball bearings. I rolled right out of it. Ended up flat on my back in the middle of the street. And Archer laughed and laughed. And I thought I broke my toe and was out of commission all of last week dealing with a really sprained toe that turned purple and looked gnarly. Yeah, there were some photos of it that I did not enjoy. Yeah, it was bad. It felt like those photos looked Mm-hmm. It I wasn't was like, like oh. just a, oh, wow, that's really purple. I didn't even feel that. It was like, man, this sucks every day. I also like whenever whenever I hear a story of Scott fall down, <laughs> mm. I'm always like, it's such a big deal because you're you're a tall, big dude. I'm like, I, I fall occasionally, but I'm like, yeah, I, I still kind of like hit the ground like a little skateboard style. And I'm only like five, nine or whatever. And a little less weight on the bones. No offense. Yeah, where that I'm like, I'm, ah, I'm, I got fall I'm down and like three two seventy. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like I'll fall down and be like, ooh, and then I'm like, that same fall would be like catastrophic. Yeah, I yeah, fall down. Like, I fall down like the giant at the end of Beanstalk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> were you great. were you there at Trenholm Park when I like did like a near backflip from getting blasted by a bike? Nope. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't Trenholm. It was the one, uh, whatever, the one closer to the one hundred five stop. Someone was like, a kid just like, it was the worst. Like someone was just sort of like, I heard a kid screaming, look over my shoulder and see someone just like barreling down on like a BMX. And I just like froze. And it was like worse somehow because she was screaming or something like was like, look out. I was like, what? You know, and like, you kind of don't think the bike, like I was like, oh, what? And like, she was like, I guess didn't have brakes or something on the bike, but was kind of like jerking the handlebars. And I was like, weirdly i had like a, a, a train of thought where i was like i can stay still because if i juke left or right i might like juke into the bicycle she has way better job of dodging me on the controlled bicycle like she's i can see her coming at me mm-hmm. <laughs> she could just go left or right and instead just like she just blasted into me and i apparently i don't necessarily remember what happened to me but i remember getting like hit real hard and people that saw it said I did almost like a full like flip through the air and I like landed on my face. But I was just like scraped up and people were like, we thought that it was like a hospital call was <laughs> was was incoming because you just did like a complete and total. That was yeah, I was in like my 20s or whatever. And I think that was that was the last time I remember like having a real bad fall that I like walked away from and we just had like a couple like bumps and scrapes. And, I, and everyone was like, that could have been really, really bad. <laughs> like. Yeah. You got bl- and and when I and I say it was like a kid, it wasn't like a, a young kid. It was like a 16, 17 year old. So it was like a small adult on a on a bicycle. Like you know, like it wasn't like Archer biking into me would not make me go head over heels kind of thing. It would just it would suck, maybe hurt myself, but I wouldn't get like blasted. It was like sarasized person <laughs> crashing into me on a bike. I'm just don't get your falls out now because after forty they just suck. Because I spent. Um... 
Wednesday in, in a lot of pain, like all day and all night long, mm-hmm. enough to go to the emergency room on Thursday and wait around for six hours to get an x-ray and some anti-inflammatories. Mm-hmm. Just like, just to make sure it wasn't broken because it hurt and it looked gnarly. And that was a couple days after the fall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was that was good times. Sarah, uh, on, on the topic of stupidity, um, Sarah and I rented a, a cabin a couple weeks ago or a week or two ago now. It, it feels like so much longer ago because of the fact that there was like the crazy thaw where you're like, oh, yeah, we were doing like sledding and hiking and like whatever else like that. We were doing winter activities. This must have been forever ago. <laughs> you're like, no, it was last week. <laughs> um, and the uh, the cabin owners were like, oh, by the way, like so the the people who own the cabin own like a big piece of land. I, I guess they probably bought a big giant chunk of land with an old cabin on it and then built themselves a brand new kind of almost like Lech Manor style thing and then decided mm-hmm. to turn the old cabin into a Airbnb. Right. So it's like they, 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 they share the, they share the, the yard and they were like, yeah, we have like tubes and stuff set out and we made like a big tube hill that goes down and out and onto the lake, which was still nicely frozen. So again, it was two weeks ago. So the lake was fully frozen. I don't know if that's still the case now. <laughs> Um, but it was, and it was like a good, it's like, it was like a good hill, <laughs> like, like where you're like, yeah, you, it was the right amount of like, as an adult going down a tube, you're like, I'm going fast enough that if there's a mishap, I will be quite hurt, right. <laughs> you know? And they're like, and it's also like, as soon as you take a couple runs at like, and obviously I guess the guy and his family have sort of like kept it up all year. So it's like, it's also kind of icy. Like everything is like packed snow with a bit of thaw or whatever. So you're like, yeah, it's ice. A little crashed ice action. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And this is like, and, and you're kind of like zipping down and it's like trees on left and right. And like, you like go up a little bit on the bank and you're like, if I go over this bank, I will be going pretty fast and just hitting a tree and that'll be bad news. Um, but then Sarah, uh, I, I went down on, there was like a, I guess like a, I guess what would be like a boogie board style thing, but for snow, like okay. where you have like, you, you hold the handles up and you go down chest first. And I went down and I was like, I told Sarah, I was like, oh, it's really fun. But I'm like, watch, there is a bump on the bottom that like you'll get a little airborne. So you need to kind of like cushion it. And Sarah did not get that memo and like got a little airborne and like, and then just came down and like essentially belly flopping on the ice. Like, like you just heard like, like the, the best was like, you heard the noise of the, the sled, like slap, <laughs> <laughs> just like, and then of course, like you can't laugh because you just hear, you just hear Sarah like, oh, and like also like stuck the landing, but then in pain, kind of like curled up and winced. So then somersaulted, right? <laughs> like like because of the wince after, like hit the landing, but then like recoiled while still having a, a pretty good amount of like velocity, and then it's like <laughs> like somersaulted and snow kicked up, which is even funnier. Now was and it then- a real? slapping sound or did she slap her thighs and then sell the bump because that's not no, allowed no slapping no, no no thigh slapping no thigh slaps yeah uh yeah no it was a, a legit slapping sound as she as she basically belly flopped on the ice uh so that is coming up on YouTube. a week and a half ago and she's still in quite a bit of pain <laughs> Like it's one of those things also where it's because it's because it's the ribs, like like that little like chuckle that you just did. Yeah. Like every time she's like, oh <laughs> I feel like, her pain. I feel her pain. I spent all week with my foot up in the air, so I, I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So 
so yeah, that was uh, that was fun in terms of the, and and it's always like again we're just like, you're <laughs> you're your people in your like in your thirties and stuff like doing sledding and you're just like this this is someone's gonna get hurt like we all know we're all having a lot of fun. <laughs> but well, it like, was like it was what two or three years ago when we were up at the Lack Manor and I went face first into the wall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was good times. Yeah. Scott's bleeding. <laughs> Why? There's also yeah, the guy My the guy had a couple... hill in his underwear. Oh. Pac-Man is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even up here, like there was the we we did the marriage someone and we... who cares just enough. <laughs> but they, yeah, they had they had the tubes and they had like the, the bodyboard thing, but they also had like GT snow acers. And I was like, but they were for children, and I was like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's a recipe for disaster. So I was like, but they have brakes. I was like, but they're not. Maybe Sarah could have done it. I feel that Sarah's on the top side of reasonable feel, GT snow racer. No, but. I feel like that would just result in you guys trying to figure out how to pull a GT snow racer from 10 feet up in a tree. <laughs> you're just going to say, try to pull a GT snow racer out from your mangled body. Like, <laughs> I don't know where Sarah stops and GT snow racer begins. <laughs> You're married to both now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cyborg. Uh man. <clears throat> so what have, what have you been up to other than uh, other than keeping your leg elevated? Um well because of that, I watched a whole bunch of old movies on Disney Plus. Because they no, just Disney Plus or Disney Plus Star. Same thing. It's just a Disney Plus. I know, has it's, like I know it's you, you scroll over to Star. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a what's not National Geographic and not Marvel. And they have Star. And Star is basically their old Fox catalog that they bought. Yeah. It's it's great. I watched The Rock. Like... <laughs> I watched Predator. I watched Speed. It was, it was all good times. Speed. The last time I watched Speed, I remember it like living like living up to my memories of it. Cause like I saw I remember seeing mm-hmm. Speed in theaters like when i was really oh yeah speed is one of those really really weird standout movies that i remember seeing in theaters and that is one of the it makes no sense that it's rated g in quebec yeah no they say fuck all the time yeah and it's like pretty violent and there's like yeah (laughs) like where i was like I was like, yeah, I went to go see... When did it come out? When did Speed come out, John? 1994. I think, John. 1994, I think. Yeah, exactly. I was like like 11 or 12 or whatever when it it came out. And was like... I remember seeing it in movie theaters and thinking like, this is the greatest action movie. And for a long time in my head, uh, like Speed was kind of like one, two with like Die Hard in terms of like the best action movie imaginable kind Mm -hmm. of thing in terms of like classic action flicks would it go on the mount rushmore of action movies i don't know but it's very good like pure action right if we're saying like no superpowers uh and now so here's where it gets confusing and this will be oh i guess a whole other conversation mm-hmm. uh are do spy movies count as action movies because they're like action espionage but if you're yeah. like yeah yeah they do but or but but I'm saying you could also disqualify them and say no pure action like espionage is adding an element of 
intrigue or whatever to it. Like, cause I was saying, cause you're like, how have then, how do you avoid James Bond and Jason Bourne and whatever else? Where I was like, yeah, those are action movies, but well, they count. That's how, that's how you do it. I but think, no, but I think I think bigger... how do, whether you can eliminate superheroes. Cause spy yep. movies, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, there's, there's nothing supernatural. But they're ga- but the gadgets in real in spy movies like borderline on, where you're like they get like they're all they're all complete MacGuffins, right? I mean, like they're all just so is a bomb on a bus that explodes if you go under fifty. <laughs> sure, but that's the bad guy, not the good guy. Like like the good, the fact that the good guy has gadgets in a spy movie typically is what sort of to me like sets it apart. Like to me, like the classic classic action movie is that the hero has no like no buffs, <laughs> like like he goes in without any buffs other than like his grit and tenacity like those are his only superpowers like he doesn't necessarily have like a big organization helping him or, or gadgets or whatever those are the like no. i think i think spy movies are fine i think westerns would count as action so long as they're actiony enough yeah. and uh, i think the real question there is how much indiana jones goes on that list <sighs> India, because yeah, like Indiana Jones, man. Like I literally had this conversation with uh, with with Bro Eric this this weekend, <laughs> where he was like, he's like, Indiana Jones on a good day versus Hawkeye on a bad day. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I put a couple bucks on Indy. <laughs> like, he's like, if we're talking about like a guy who doesn't miss, and then like Indiana Jones, uh, he's got the dumb you know, luck of the. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like you're like it's not obviously like a superpower, but it, but it's close. You know, like yeah, exactly. He's like I would absolutely like like Hawkeye goes in like as the like Vegas odds on favorite, but he's like it, it wouldn't be a dumb bet to put some money on Indy in, in that mean, altercation. Yeah. Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. Exactly. That's it. Everybody has a day. Yeah, there's a couple of superheroes I feel that like Indiana Jones could like make a go of. Black Canary. Because after Temple of Doom, no blonde girl screaming is going to affect Indiana Jones at all. Seriously, just completely ignore it. But then, I mean, does that mean he can also beat Banshee? Yeah, probably. He just he's shuts. Worst. He just shuts out Banshee. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> I watched that not too long ago too. That's a hard watch. That's bad. One, it's got a whole bunch of weird racist stuff about India, and two, she just does not stop screaming the whole movie. And like, not in a like, not not to say that there could be like a good way, but like not in a good way. Like, I, I feel there's there have been movies with like the, the like a screaming character where it's played like effectively and it's kind of funny or whatever. Like, yeah, no, she does it in this like squealing shrill. Nails on a blackboard way. Do worst. not recommend. Yeah, but Speed, I, 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 Speed was great, and the opposite of that is Sandra Bullock, who is mm-hmm. both very grounded in her portrayal of the character, and you know, completely endearing. You just and if, I, if I recall, her. also like not not presented as like like is a damsel in distress, but not presented as like a pure damsel in distress. If I, if I recall correctly, like, like she's still presented as like a competent person who plays an active role in everyone's rescue. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's good. Um, so it's, it's a shame that the sequel was so bad based on the mo- first movie being so good. I mean, and, well, they made the mistake of not having Keanu, right? Like it's, there's, he, 
he refused to do it after reading the script. Well he was like, done. Hmm, no, I'm out. And Sandra well Bullock done, was like, Keanu. I'm out too. And then they said, we will give you $11 million, Sandra Bullock, to be in this movie. And she was like, oh, that's Schwarzenegger money. I'm in. Why? I don't, don't doubt. That don't was the, that. that was like the downfall of Sandra Bullock, right? It was like Speed 2 and Net. And then everyone's like, Sandra Bullock. Hmm. Like, yeah, but then she did like a lot of those rom-com ones. I, I think she like re- repaired her goodwill, but she got, I think got really big paydays for those two movies. And those two movies were both like penned. And I think that like her not like they weren't so bad that she was like, you'll never work again, Bullock. But like, she definitely lost like the movie hinged on her. I guess maybe Miss Congeniality probably brought her back. Brought that back. Yeah. yeah. People love that movie. I always, I've definitely said this on the show before, but the net always sticks out in my mind because on my VHS copy of hackers, the the pull quote on the back of the of the, of the VHS tape said succeeds everywhere where the net failed. <laughs> like, uh, so speaking of VHS copies, I watched the last blockbuster documentary on no. Netflix. People it, told me it was good. It was delightful. It was it was the perfect COVID movie. <laughs> there's there's no stress. There's no drama. Everyone comes in and says nice things about Blockbuster. Lloyd Kaufman comes in and says, Blockbuster fucking sucks. <laughs> Everyone goes back to saying Blockbuster's great. <laughs> is, this the, is this the one where you can rent it out still? Or is that like, has it closed or whatever? Because It's still open as the time of the release of the movie. Because I know that if not the last Blockbuster, then one of the last Blockbusters, like the weird one that uh, John Oliver was like obsessed with and stuff, you actually for a stretch could rent it out as an Airbnb. Yeah, those like, are so the I, those are the um Alaska ones and they're all closed. All right. But yeah, but I feel that there was another one that was off. Where but it was like but they were they set up even though it was still a functioning blockbuster. They set up like a back room with like a TV <laughs> and a pull-out couch. <laughs> and everything was still like nine like with 90s posters on it. So it was just like a 90s living room area <laughs> that you could rent out and have like a 90s sleepover watch <laughs> yeah those were the alaska ones there they all they all went out of business as they were filming the documentary Aww. and the john oliver stuff that he purchased for them got shipped down to the one in oregon mm-hmm. they're like oh no apparently you can the the is this the one in bend oregon yeah yeah so bend oregon you can you is uh is an airbnb or, i mean probably not right now because of covid but they have the same thing uh, that's cool yeah, yeah. So, you, so you can you can stay at the last you could spend a night at the last blockbuster. I it has every, it has everything you could have: a sofa bed, free snacks, a VCR, and a big TV. I really nice. hope that there's only the VCR. Like, <laughs> you can't obviously. You're like, why are you here if it's not to watch these VHS tapes? They do one thing in where they all the people they interview. They hand them an old blockbuster clamshell with a tape in it, mm-hmm. and everyone is just like, oh, this. This is a sensation I haven't had for 20 years. Like holding a tape from Blockbuster with the, the plastic kind of chipped off and like that click sound. Oh, that's that's satisfying. Click. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, they talk to everyone about it and they, everyone has nice things to say. And, and, you know, they're like, it's like a museum and a library for video for like two decades worth of, of American history. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all pretty cool. And then they go into the last blockbuster, and this is a place that did it like collected 
stuff from the other blockbusters so they could keep it going. Yeah. Um, as it was realizing they were going to be one of the last people to stick it out. Mm -hmm. um, and all the signage brought me right back to when I was working at the store. Hmm. Like the, um, you know, the coming soon hot hits kind of stuff. I was like, man, like I thought I would never see that again or miss that. Like it's very surreal. I find there, Sarah and I were talking about this um, at some point. I don't know, man. Every day is a blur. <laughs> but, but we were, um, we were like, we, we were talking about movie going experiences, right? Like we were, we were looking at, there's, there's nothing good that we, that we cared about, but we were like, will we go see a movie? Like the theaters are open. I've been told that they're incredibly safe. Everybody has to wear masks. There's no concessions. sold. you sit in a million miles away from someone where I was like, is it, I mean, maybe, maybe it's stupid to go see a movie, but I'm like, you're further distance than you are from people at the supermarket in terms of actual exposure. You're just exposing yourself for kind of a stupid reason. But so, for a long anyway. time, you don't spend two hours in the, grocery store well sure but you're further apart right so like in terms of the transmission capabilities of like sitting actually far away from someone versus you know someone just reaching past you and breathing on you in the grocery store which happens like there's a, you know there, there's a give and take in terms of the risk factor anyway yeah. so we're talking about like when will basically when will we go back to movies at which phase will we feel safe enough and stuff but there's nothing in theaters that even warranted that discussion but then we were saying like what are movie theaters gonna be like <laughs> um when when things come back and then subsequently somehow that got us talking about when i was in college where you're like especially if something like like a documentary or like an indie flick or whatever where you had to go see it at cinema du parc and if you missed it at cinema du parc like maybe black box would pick it up to rent and yeah. then that was it <laughs> you know and it was just sort of like if not then you were gonna pay like 40 dollars for it to buy it later yeah like you know and it was just like that whole experience is so different now because you're like i'll just find it online even like illegally is another thing but even legally like you can just pick up most stuff and rent it for five or six bucks on a stream and it was like and, that and filmmakers don't even need to sign a contract with a stream anymore they can put it on vimeo or vod anywhere Right? Yeah, exactly. Like if, if a movie really, really is having a hard time getting released, first of all, they'll probably find someone to pick it up, like Tubi. Did you know, <laughs> or, that, did you know that Tubi was owned by Fox Media that is not Disney? Like yeah. like Fox News Corp? I had no idea. I found that out this week. And then they were just like, no, they, they make so much money off of it. It's like a huge thing that they protected from the disney sale huh we, we we use tubi all the time to put on like really old movies while we play board games yeah <laughs> like that's 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 our tubi usage we're just sort of like oh like we watch a lot of a bunch of like little rascals movies and we're like these are questionable <laughs> oh. child labor laws were not what they are now mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, no, but like, yeah, but going going and renting a movie is like a a thing that was an experience that is gone. And like you said, it's weird because it was often like, and I mean, I think this is like a full on like nostalgia goggle thing. Like it was often frustrating, 
Like, like, you know, like, like you're sort of like, oh, yeah, I remember renting movies. And you're like, yeah, I remember being like hyped or something. And then it wasn't there. And then you have to spend half an hour to figure out the other thing. And you're like, yeah, but it was the best. But you're like, in the moment, no, it wasn't. It was shitty. You want, you got really excited to watch one movie and then you couldn't. <laughs> and then you were like, I guess I'll settle on this other movie. They, they talk about, there's a whole section about dating and blockbuster. Like, dating? Like, yeah, in, like, hey, you've been dating someone for a couple months now and you don't really want to you know, go dancing again. You just want to go pick a movie. And mm-hmm. this could be, you know, a defining moment in the relationship <laughs> when you walk into the video store and she walks straight to rom-coms and you go to horror and you're like, oh no, <laughs> how are we going to agree about this? Yeah. I mean, now you just, like, now, like, exactly. You don't have that, that comfort zone of just browsing through titles for half an hour and then banging anyways. Yeah. <laughs> But like actual trying to discuss it and figure it out and and like, oh, I like this. Oh, have you seen that? Oh, I wasn't thinking about this. It's just kind of like, I've queued up the movie. Press play. Yeah. It's yeah. No. And like I said, I, I I absolutely love video stores. I liked renting movies and returning them late and <laughs> racking up late fees. But. Yeah, it's a it's a different thing because now you just have all the movies that you want are available and you don't need to leave and you don't need to go return any videos. And stuff. It's, it's very like, it's so weird that it wasn't that long ago. Like it feels now, like if you were, if you were to describe it to Archer, he'd be mm-hmm. like, but why? Oh, a couple of years ago, we went to uh, Super Club Videotron to return our TV box. Or no, internet box. We switched internet providers. Oh yeah, and because yeah, because you could they they had the the deal with Videotron. Yeah, and they're like the closest place to do a, a drop off for equipment is the Super Club Videotron in Verdun. Mm-hmm. And I walked in there and I was like, oh, it's got the video store smell, <laughs> feel, and there's like a like a weird time travel feeling when you walk through the doors. Mm-hmm. And Archer was with us, and he's like, what, what do? <laughs> Yeah, like, what is this store even for? <laughs> like, why it's, did it's, have... so, it's where you can like borrow movies, and then you need to like give them back. You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's the best. I was thinking about that and how between that and and the line and speed, where it's like wave of the future, interactive entertainment, Jack. <laughs> that was on all yeah. the DVD trailers for yeah. like three years <laughs> yeah, don't do dvd that that streaming killed the special feature it did i that i agree with and i will say that hbo max may it some in some form i don't know if crave does it in canada but uh in here in america where i record <laughs> <laughs> where i live uh hbo max has a lot of special features on it like yeah. where you're sort of like, oh, there's a vignette, like a making of and a, and a this and that and like interviews with the actors and all that stuff. Like they do it on a lot of their features and they do it on even a lot of their shows where you're like the cast and crew are talking about the show and stuff like that. And like I was like, that's it's cool. And it often often I'm like the best is when you're like near bedtime, <laughs> which is where you watch the special features on DVD, too, where you're yeah. like, it's too late to start up another movie or start a show, but oh, this is like a 10 minute vignette or whatever. Like I will watch this perfect, right. perfect length. 
It's, I will say that it also the one thing that I haven't seen on any streaming services is it really killed deleted scenes. Yep. Like I don't know the last time I have seen like a deleted scene, except for I guess in the four hour director's cut of Justice League. <laughs> which was all deleted scenes from the first movie. Like all of that stuff is has value. I I I can pull up off my shelf uh, a video walkthrough of how to make porco papel. Mm-hmm. Just as you should. It's there, and yeah. I cannot pull up off of my shelf from my DVD collection the behind the scenes comic book retrospective of Daredevil. Because <laughs> you you bought it three times and never got it. Never got the one special feature that I wanted. <laughs> Have you ever seen it, at least? I saw it before I owned any of the movies. That's <laughs> I was working at, at uh, Inter.net with Anthony Green overnight. He was like, look what I got. Pulled out the Daredevil DVD. And we watched the movie and then all the special features. And I was like, that's amazing. I'm going to pick that up. And then I bought the VHS. And I was like, shit. <laughs> I bought... And then I went to go buy a DVD, the DVD copy of it. And ended up with the director's cut movie because I was like, "Oh, that's that's good." Completely different special features and not the documentary that I wanted. And then I bought it in a like a two-in-one pack, like where yep. they take the DVD, and it doesn't have any of the special features on it. Nice. I'm like, fuck! I can't buy this movie fourth time. I haven't opened it yet, but I bought <laughs> I bought the complete Mad Max collection twice. Like I bought it once on, <laughs> once on DVD, uh, and opened that one and watched that one, and then it was right. like I saw it on sale for Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray one had two things that the DVD set didn't have, which was one, it has a disc that I have yet to watch because nobody has a player for it, unless I think I'll have to go to Andrew's house when COVID ends. It's like it's you currently still like in the plastic wrap, huh? You don't have a Blu-ray player? No, because it has an Ultra 4K disc. Oh. Which are is not a thing. <laughs> like the uh, Xbox can, the Xbox One S or whatever can do it. The PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five can't because they were like, "There's n- the, and Sony kind of rightfully was like, "No one's making these and no one is buying these. Like we're not going to like add cost to our hardware for a non-existent market. Like even Blu-ray yeah. sales are like down, right? They're like, "Why are we going to add hardware to read a type of disc?" that is like makes up such a small fraction of it, but I still uh, watch it. And it also has the, the black and chrome, uh, black and white version of it, (laughs) which is like, people are just just in black and white, but they're like, yes, but it's it's been colored bastard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's like, it's black and white with like George Miller, like redoing the contrast or whatever on every frame and all that stuff to like, it's like, exactly that's it it's like i was like yeah i want to i'm not just gonna it's not just putting it on a black and white tv or whatever it was like yeah i've done that in photoshop where i've taken a picture and i don't just click the black and white button and be like perfect yeah you adjust the levels and because i I, and i and i love i haven't watched it yet in black and white i've been like saving it (laughs) for like some sort of a special occasion or whatever like a time when you're stuck in your house and you're down and you could use a real real pick me up and an escape from from the rest of the world maybe God damn it. Third wave. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I, I just, I love, the, I, I really want to watch it and I'm going to really like, sit. I think maybe I just want to watch it with people. Maybe that's what I'm waiting for. I'm like, let's watch Fury Road in black and white. And everyone's going to be like, what? Do you, what? Because, and it was because like Miller wanted it to be black and white. 
Like the studios were like, no, what are you talking about? This isn't like an art film. Like he's like, but it kind of is. And they're like, no, like you're an insane person. We're not going to give you like $200 million budget or whatever to make a black and white action movie in like 2015 or whatever the hell it was. And he was like, Robert okay. Rodriguez with, Robert Rodriguez is laughing all the way to Sin City. So Scott. Yes. I mentioned it a second ago, uh, and now we're going to talk about it. I watched all four hours and two minutes of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Does he have something on you? <laughs> I was explaining the whole, like, Sarah was like, why? Like, she was like, she she came in and she was like seeing seeing parts of it as I was watching it. She's like, why does all of this seem, fam- seem familiar? And I was like, because it's a movie I've watched in the last couple months. But this is a four-hour version of it by another director. <laughs> She's like, what is wrong with you? I, I uh, mean, fair question. Um, yeah, and so my, 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 my ultimate, I guess, statement about it is that somewhere in between the Joss Whedon hour and 45-minute cut and the Zack Snyder four-hour cut is about a two-and-a-half-hour movie that's probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. The good, the good stuff in the Snyder cut is better than the Whedon cut, but then it's like that's overplayed by so much like grim, dark, like teenage emo nonsense. So much, so much like at hour two, I was genuinely like, this should only be about an hour and a half a film that I've watched because so much of it was in slow motion, like, oh. like, like just like people walking out of a building, like do 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 as they're like jackets billow and stuff and you're like oh my god i don't care why is everything in slow motion like 300 was cool <laughs> like we get it <laughs> things in slow motion look real cool uh but yeah the the pacing is not bad like i really i think honestly like i know we made fun of it on the show a while ago but like the idea of releasing it as a mini series probably would have served it well Mm-hmm. Like it's broken up into six chapters and an epilogue because of course it is. Uh, and oh. God damn it. <laughs> and like they, they, they make a lot of like cool, like not, but okay. Cool. Like, like everything I say has to be taken with a grain of salt because it is not cool to do a four hour, like masturbatory passion project. And then be I like, mean, it's, it this is. is the movie they didn't want me to make. It's still just a dumb superhero movie. Like, yeah, that's it. That's the difference. Yeah. It is fine to make a four hour, you know, masturbatory artistic piece. You just can't do it. The DC superheroes. Yeah. You have to but do like, it with the, like Russian actors. Like one of the things that's like cool and actually like sort of works with the four hour runtime much better than the, the, the Whedon cut is like, Superman doesn't show up until like hour, like th- like three hours and twenty minutes in. I mean, that's what people want from their Justice League. They think Justice League. They're like, I hope Superman shows up in issue nine. Fuck that. <laughs> well, no, but but if you but if you remember that the plan was, and Snyder got all mopey when it got discovered and whatever, and, and it leaked. Like the plan was to pitch this movie as Superman was dead and that like the justice league would need to do it without him. Right. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, 
everyone believes that once Superman dies, he stays dead forever. Yeah, but you know you're, he's going to come back, of course. But like, they also they they kind of they 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 tie up a little bit of the plot stuff where they're like the only reason the mother boxes, which I our mother boxes is usually a thing in DC because it's a horrible name and it's stupid and yeah. everybody's <laughs> they it's are new god stuff, yeah, dark side and. Well, I know like Dark Side and Anti Life and whatever. Like I didn't know that the mother boxes were like his thing, but it's just sort of like Granny goodness. It's all part of the, the mother box and boom tubes. It's Jack Kirby being nonsense. really weird in the, the 70s. Yeah, exactly. But just being like just hearing Ben Affleck being like, you know, just sort of like, we need to get the last mother box before Steppenwolf. And you're just like, how do you say that line? That's that's why no one thought you should put the the new gods Jack Kirby's third world into movies. Because <laughs> when anyone says it in like anti-life equation, yeah, <laughs> like what are you talking about? Yeah, no, there are many other bad guys that the Justice League could fight. You don't nope. need to do that. <laughs> it's going to be Steppenwolf, Desaad, and Darkseid. Here we go. They they, they, exp- they expand upon the pantheon, also, right? In the in the Snyder cut, like, yeah. like Darkseid, Darkseid's around. Like, <laughs> which... listeners cannot hear my eyes rolling, but <laughs> they are. Yeah, but yeah, they 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 make a point of it to being like, oh yeah, the mother boxes wouldn't even awaken because the last son of Krypton was alive, right? Like it was not a viable like with Superman being alive, it's not a viable target for Darkseid. So like that which is kind of like a neat, I think, acknowledging that like this is all this could only happen because Superman is dying. Like Darkseid wouldn't take a shot at the planet if Superman was around sure. like, yeah, and, but you know what I mean? I'm like, but I was like, it, it's like, yeah, if you're going to go dumb comic stuff, like there's a logic there. <laughs> like, I just, I, it, it feels so reactionary to me. Like Zack Snyder and the people at, at Warner saw that Marvel was leading up to Thanos and they said, well, the only thing that we can do is the exact mirror version of Thanos. We have to do dark side and they could have done the freaking Legion of doom and made it a super friends fight. And like done, do the thing that the Avengers didn't do. They were also a year behind X-Men because the X-Men already did their dark side with apocalypse. Yeah. Which was also terrible, but like, but like that's the other guy. (laughs) They just, they didn't need to try to like keep up with the Joneses here. And it, mm-hmm. it would have been so much better if they would have said, okay, for the Justice League, let's introduce Cheetah and Luther and Joker and, you know, Mr. Freeze and Gorilla Grodd and Giganta and go. Yeah, even even like I feel that they're like out, outside of the name, there's like even there's a Brainiac version film there. Like where... Right. They don't have yeah. to catch all the bad guys, and then the bad guys get introduced, and you can spin off all the movies you want. Mm-hmm. You know, just nope. but no, they had to like do the exact same thing that all the other movies were doing, which is the entire fate of the world movie. hangs in the balance. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very stupid, and there's like some of the some of the the dumb lines are like. <laughs> Like the darkness of history meets the daylight of the present or something. And you're like, what is, what is happening? Like a lot of like, I'm, what is it? I'm 15 and this is very cool. Like a I'm, lot. And this is very badass. Yeah, exactly. And this is very badass. There's a lot of that. 
Um, there's a really, really, really weird scene where the Flash is saving a woman from getting hit by a car. So, and so this is this is doubly weird now having seen the whole film. So uh, Barry is trying to pick up a, a part-time job as a dog walker or whatever else. And like, as he's leaving the, the dog walking place, like he like locks eyes with like a girl and she smiles and he blushes and whatever. And it's kind of like this like cutesy thing. She gets into her car. Uh, and then a guy like truck driver looks for a donut or whatever. And then like accidentally plows into her car and she's like going like flying. It's a convertible. So she's like, thrown loose from it and Barry does the whole like whoop like spin his shoes explode flash animation stuff and then as she's like flying through the air he like looks up at her like sees like like locks eyes with her but of course like she's not actually witnessing this because it's happening at flash speed right like like she can't see this only like like if you're like it's not like they they share it's not like they share a moment despite what the movie kind of prevents it like they share a moment but I'm like they're not this is happening in like faster than she can perceive like a fraction and a fraction of a second and he like he brushes her face and like runs his fingers through her hair and i'm like that's that's creepy like she's not consenting to this she doesn't know it's happening it's the like yeah she might as well be asleep in this scene yeah exactly it's just as weird as a guy like running his fingers through a girl's hair on the bus or whatever like it's it's just as weird just because it's happening in super speed doesn't make it like cute or whatever and then catches her and she's like ah. and then he's like huh, and then like has to like bounce back and like quickly into the back into the dog walking thing so it was like he was never gone right yeah. so he didn't like blow his cover and i'm like so that entire scene i was like that's creepy but then like three hours later or whatever that girl never comes back there's never like a post-credit sequence where like it turns out that he actually like gets her number or whatever so that was just a one-off so i was like no then that's extra creepy yeah <laughs> he didn't even get that girl's number afterwards <laughs> He was just like, goodbye. Like, I'll never meet you again. I'm like, you're creepy, Barry Allen. You did a weird, creepy thing with your super speed. Which is also considering how well Zack Snyder has historically portrayed female characters. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that not too long ago, too, where like his his probably his best work was 300. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Not, not really female character, Two female characters, both of whom are se- objects of sexual desire. Mm-hmm. There's the Oracle and the Queen, and that's that's their purpose for being there in the movie. The hags, the hags? No, they were dudes. They just had like leprosy. Oh, the, yeah. the, the Oracle. Also, I have a question: Can the Flash heal? Does the Flash have a healing factor? Intermittently, as needed. They say he has a higher metabolism as part of his speed, and that okay. allows his body to heal at faster rates okay because i was just saying so is like a whole bunch and then you know it's out for a couple issues so yeah because i was saying so so he does reference the higher metabolism and he does sort of like fly into and crash into things at flash speeds and it doesn't like do much damage to him but i was always like that just might be superhero logic but then he gets blasted by a parademon or whatever at the end. And he's there's a point where he's like, he's trying to get going up again. And he's like, come on, Barry, heal. And he seems to like flex his skin together and like stitches up. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, did not know that was in your like pantheon. Usually, usually they use it to like shake off poisons or, or drugs. No, he's shot. 
Yeah, no, that's not really a thing. He shot with the laser blaster. Yeah. He then, also, like, they also... Also, you can't do that in a movie and just expect everyone to take it at face value. Yeah, especially since it's such a big point. Like, I thought that it was going to... Like, here, me, as the, the semi-DC fan, that I thought that it was going to be a big deal that, yeah, he was going to, like break the sound barrier or whatever like without his suit and with the wound and it was going to get like gnarly and put him in a lot of danger right because like they established that the suit gives him some like fire shielding of spacecraft or whatever like batman's like this why do you have a suit made out of space shuttle re-entry material and all that crap so he was going to be like doing the speed without his suit with the gunshot and it was going to like put him in the hospital or whatever no he just flexes it together and then runs so fast that he time travels you know like yeah, which they they do do a good job of kind of setting that up. Like, if you remember the scene in the... You saw the Whedon one, right? Yep. Uh, remember the scene where he, like, tries to charge the mother box to uh, resurrect Superman? Mm-hmm. So, like, as he's doing that, like, you see the mother box, like, kind of, like, falling into... It's like a Lazarus pit or whatever the heck it is or whatever they have in the... Yeah, they just got to make sure to get all the dumb stuff from DC out of the way. It's all around there. Exactly. That's it. But you see, like, the box falling, and as he starts accelerating, the box starts, like, rising up. Like, everybody starts going, like, a little bit backwards, and then he hits the charge. So they kind of do set up the, like, yeah, Speed Force can actually do time travel. So, like, then it's at least somewhat foreshadowed when he does it later. I, I really hate that they do that, like, right out of the box. Like, that's... Yeah, like why can't it's he just a thing be fat? That took a really long time to get to, even in the comics, where they were super happy to do ridiculous stuff. Yeah, and th- and I think that's that's the that's the other thing is as like when you're just talking about like no stakes or whatever, they're like, yeah, we can't do this without Superman. But you're like, but you have Wonder Woman who's completely crazy. They like they crank Cyborg's powers up to a gazillion, where he's like, they're like every power grid, every network, everything, everything is yours to manipulate and whatever. Yeah, they basically that- make them the god of technology from American gods. Pretty much, yeah. And it's also really funny. So like while he has like his power reveal, he like somehow he's like spying on a woman. Again, creepiness, thanks, X Snyder. Like spies on a woman through like the camera network of Gotham or whatever and realizes that she's just been evicted. And then he's like, here's a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account. <laughs> then he's like, all right, let's go do this other stuff. And I'm like, what about everybody else who's poor, Victor? <laughs> and and that was a thing that they did in the in the the Christopher Nolan movies where Batman spies on everyone to find the one bad guy. Yeah. And it's, it's such a big deal that it fractures the relationship with Lucius Fox. Yeah. And Batman has to destroy it from ever being used again after that one save the city moment. Yeah. No, Cyborg just does that all the time. Yeah. (laughs) At all times. (sighs) It's stupid. The one, and then the one thing that I think the, the, the craziest, most Zack Snydery thing about it is during the epilogue, so they do the uh, who's the guy with the eye patch? Is it Deathstroke? Death. Is it... Deathstroke's a Terminator. Deathstroke's a Terminator. Who? De- who has the death? What's his name? Death- Deathstroke the Terminator. Okay, and it's the guy. Who... Cool. Deathstroke. Slade Death Wilson. Stroke. Slade, but he's he's but they have the same look, right? The sword, the swords and stuff. Deadpool and Deathstroke look alike. Yeah, but Deathstroke is blue and yellow and only has one eye hole in his mask because he only has one working eye. Correct. Okay. So he's the Teen Titans villain. He's the number one bad guy for the Teen Titans. Understood. So anyway, so the film ends or the six parts end and then it's epilogue. So there's a lot still to unpack. (laughs) Uh, They have like Lex Luthor gets busted out of Arkham. 
and then he has Deathstroke. Arkham? Yeah. What? You, you don't remember that? That was in Batman v Superman where he just sort of like, he's like, they're just going to put me in jail. And he's like, I'm going to pull some strings. I have some friends in Arkham. Huh? That was in Batman v Superman. That was established. God. They put Lex Luthor That's in Arkham. so stupid. Because he went crazy. So anyway, so Lex is on his yacht now. Uh, and uh, Deathstroke comes up and is just sort of like, he's like, I don't even know why you wanted to talk to me. And he was just like, he's like, I'm going to tell you that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Deathstroke's like interesting or whatever. So they introduce Deathstroke there. That's an appropriate response for Deathstroke. Like, I don't care. <laughs> well, no, he's like, this is Good a celebration and has some champagne, but like all gruff. So then they, so they introduce Deathstroke in that moment. Then <laughs> it gets stupid. It cuts to, so there was like a post, they cut to a post-apocalyptic all else world. Right. Mm-hmm. The one where Batman uses guns to kill people. No, but it's like, so Cyborg is there. The redhead girl uh, from Aquaman is there. Deathstroke is now there, but like on their side. (laughs) So it's like the same actor that you just saw who wanted to kill Batman is now like teamed up with him in this alternate reality. And then then Joker is there. (laughs) And Joker has a big, long monologue and then offers like a truce to Batman, which Batman takes. But they also reference a bunch of things that make no sense. So like they reference that Wonder Woman is dead. They reference that Aquaman is dead. Uh, They also reference that um, he's like, (laughs) literally Ben Affleck is just sort of like, I made a promise to Harley Quinn when she died in my arms that I'll kill you slowly. (laughs) And you're like, what? You're like, why? Where is any of this coming from? And why am I watching like a 20 minute scene? It's set in another reality where none of what I watched matters. Like it's that that sequence at the end is by far the like where I was like, okay, this is all the way crazy and completely unnecessary. But at the same time, I feel like Snyder is just trying to plant the seeds of like to get another reality where he can just do whatever. Where if people like like that, he'll just be like, yeah, you can keep making your DCU movies. I'm gonna make this Mad Max Batman with. With Jared Leto and uh, Amber Heard and the other actors that no other director wants to work with. Exactly. That's it. And <laughs> Ben Affleck. Anyway, and Superman is the bad guy in this mm. one. Because the big difference is, is that it seems they allude to the idea that like Lois Lane died in Batman v Superman. So that when they brought back Superman, Lois Lane wasn't there to remind him of his humanity. So he just like teamed up with Darkseid. Seems to be kind of the the lead in for that. That totally makes sense to Zack Snyder's Superman who casually watches his father die. Yeah. Also when he comes back, dude, I forgot to mention when they bring him back, something that we didn't get correct. And Snyder is just the worst. He has a black cape because of course he does. I was like, what are you talking about? Black cape Superman. And like, especially there's so much dialogue about the red cape. (laughs) But when he comes back, it's black because that's super badass. He's super angry at being brought back. So he goes in shopping. (laughs) I don't know where he gets it. He also takes his sweet ass time. Once he like once he realizes and his memories come back, he's like, whatever, I'm just going to have a chat with my mom. Then I'm going to go see Alfred. Then I'm going to. And he's like, I hope you're in. He's like, I just hope you're here in time. I was like, I just watched him fly up and like look at the sun and do the weird Jesus pose and then fly down to talk to Alfred. I'm like, he could have found out where there was a giant nuclear reactor used as a bad guy base using his Superman abilities. 
And no, he's just like, mm, whatever. I hope I get there in time. <laughs> he gets there right, right as Steppenwolf is bringing his axe down to kill uh, Cyborg, and like Superman catches the axe, and then uh, Ice breaths it and smashes the axe. And I was like, yo, what if you didn't dick? What if you dicked around a second longer? Would Cyborg be dead? Because <laughs> you just dicked around with your super speed and shit. Oh, oh man, wait! I don't then, care about. And oh, then, Jesus. then Scott. The big reveal at the end, you see, so, oh yeah, so the Elseworld thing, Batman wakes up and it was just a dream. And he talks about this, that he's getting premonitions and stuff, which is also the stupidest, because I was like, of all the heroes, Batman is the least mystical, right? Like, he's anti-mystical. Yeah, exactly. Like, he even says that he's like, you have to have, he's like, he's like, I'm operating on faith for once in my life, Alfred. I'm like, no, you never do, ever. That's your thing. You Again, never operate on faith. This is, this is Zack Snyder who put machine guns on the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. and gave Batman two handguns in the flash-forward sequence. He was like, when he read Frank Miller's, ba- uh, what do you call it? Dark Knight. Uh, Dark Knight was like, the coolest. Just has zero <laughs> understanding of the character. Yeah. Oh my god, how long is the Pearl sequence? The Pearl sequence. Batman's in a movie, Zack Snyder's directing it. There had to be Pearls and Crime Alley and... No, that's what was in the pale moonlight. Nope, they just gave Joker a 20 minute monologue. And <laughs> the monitor let me down. So, anyway, so he wakes up and it's all a dream, and he's like, oh, and he's all scared. And then, like, a mysterious guy flies in from the sky or whatever to talk, and it's Martian Manhunter. <laughs> and he's like, he just explains, he's like, whatever like this world is like important and like dark side's not done and like you'll need help and he's like we could use it and he's like he's like what, what, what should i call you he's like some call me martian manhunter and it's like dun, 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 dun. And he like flies off roll credits and i was like nobody gives any shits about martian manhunter that's your closing shot they call me martian manhunter who nobody has ever heard of like nobody <laughs> knows nobody cares and Zack snyder was like it was supposed to be green lantern but the studio wouldn't let me which is like the best. Where they were like, he's like, can it be Green Lantern? No. Okay, I guess it's good to be Martian Manhunter then. Good lord. Oh man, it's it's could hard you imagine to if could you imagine that scene again and how much of a win it would be if it was Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> Apparently he asked him, right? <laughs> like I don't know if it was Ryan Reynolds like just trolling, but apparently it was like yeah, there was like he's like there were talks, there were phone calls made. <clears throat> oh. anyway, could easily have been Ryan Reynolds trolling because it's pretty on brand for Ryan Reynolds, but that would have been he, hilarious. He posted a couple months ago, sitting down to watch Green Lantern for the first time. <laughs> he live tweeted it. He just sat there commenting through the movie, like never seen it before from start to finish. Huh? I mean, good on him. I mean, avoided that. He's like, you know, it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. I've I've been in worse movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what was it anyway? So yeah, Zach, the Zack Snyder cut. I was, it was self-serving, self-serving, and and just mm. the like I said, there were good parts that were pretty good. If the but just mostly bad. I, everything you need to know about the the Snyder cut. Is that during the end credits, it's a heartfelt rendition of Hallelujah. Oh, God. <laughs> you're like, yep, that's what I think of when I think comic book Justice League. Like, Hallelujah. 
Julia? I was like, what the hell? I will say that the greatest thing, having now watched all of these movies, the greatest thing that came out of it, that again, still holds true in the Snyder Cut, is that the Wonder Woman like theme in the score is mm-hmm. amazing. Like, it's just like the like do 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 do. I like when her music like chimes in and like they yeah. do the whole thing where like apparently they all have their own themes that I was listening for, mm-hmm. but the only one that like stands out in any kind of meaningful way other than like drums and like whatever is like the Wonder Woman theme. Just like whatever the music is going on, it like cuts through everything super catchy and it like elevates anytime wonder woman's on screen and i was like whoever wrote that theme deserves like some sort of a music prize oddly i think that comes from batman versus superman they've yeah, written yeah, it yeah, for the wonder woman movie yeah exactly that's it and that, and that and the theme hits when she shows up uh in the doomsday fight before, so even before the the wonder woman movie came out so i think it's a junkie xl oh, no, it's it's one of the the big film composer guys. Yeah, don't kick so. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm not going to give this movie a shot. I I don't care. The only thing I can think about it is that Hans Zimmer. The, Hans Zimmer. All of the actors in their contracts that have been signed on for X number of movies mm-hmm. came back because this counted as another one. <laughs> They're just like, I'm supposed to play Superman how many more times? All right, if I do the same movie again, that counts as two, right? All right, good. I'm closer to getting out of here. <laughs> uh, anyway, Hans Zimmer. <sighs> but did it? Was that a real thing? Or is that just something you're, you're speculating? It must have. On? It must have for their, their contracts because they released it as a movie. Hmm. Also, oh my God, I didn't even mention that it's like, it's it's in four by three because he was like it's supposed to be an IMAX, so it's not even widescreen. So you have big black bars on the side of your screen when you're watching the uh, the Snyder Cut, because <laughs> of course, like, and like they they even show it at the beginning. They're like this film is presented in four by three to preserve preserve the integrity of Zack Snyder's vision because it was he was like I'm not going to shoot it not for IMAX. And they were like you know that it's HBO giving you this money for HBO Max and it's going to be released on a streaming service. Ah! I presume was his answer. I guess then if I ever run into Zack Snyder and he's like, what did you think of Justice League, the Snyder cut? I can say I'm only watching it on IMAX. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I want to preserve your vision. I'm not going to watch it on television. Exactly. But just, yeah, big, big black bars on the left and the right. Who told him he was an artist? That's what I want to know. Like James Cameron won the Oscar and then he got all pretentious and weird. Yeah, he never like Zack Snyder never had the art movie ever. Yeah, who like who the closest thing would maybe be head. Watchmen. Like maybe you know maybe. like, but no, Watchmen is already full of pretense. It's not his. <laughs> exactly, that's it. Like masterpiece is. But that like on, on honestly, I think this is this is exactly what happened. Is like, it's like. <laughs> When he took all of the worst lessons, whereas like he did 300, super fun, mm-hmm. but he like he took all of the worst lessons from like Frank Miller and Alan Moore, <laughs> and he was like, like yeah, they're not, absolutely they've done good work, <laughs> and they, they've done cool things or whatever else. But like anyone who knows anything knows that like those guys are like real pieces of work in other ways. <laughs> yep. 
and he only took the pieces of work part from them. Ah, to be an artist, you have to be gigantically pretentious. Yeah, it's exactly. like, no, no, after you do your masterpiece, after, <laughs> then you get pretentious. No, no, I met them. They're pretentious. That's what artists are like. Exactly. Like, no, no, after they win. Frank, Frank, Frank Miller pulled me aside and told me, like, I have some real insight into Batman that nobody else has. <laughs> You're like, he's and done he some of the that. best Batman stories. He's done exactly that's it. He's done some of the best Batman stories ever. He's also done some of the worst, though, Zach. <laughs> just shushes you Lord. yeah 100 percent. exactly that's it he was just sort of like frank sat me down and he showed me um robocop 2 <laughs> and i was like i get it now <laughs> god yeah exactly he took the worst lessons possible from alan moore and, and frank miller and then poured them into superman i want to live in the reality where instead of 300 Zack Snyder directed Kirk's two <laughs> and made his Justice League movies based on Kevin Smith's vision of the Batman. <laughs> it's just stoned Batman all the time. The widening gyre awful. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what else is up? We were we're almost at the at the hour. Is there any 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 more main main show content that needs to be be hit upon or, or do we move off or into garbage time? Uh, I watched the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, I, I love! I the only thing I've heard about it is that the new Captain America is the worst, and the actor is like, "I'm so happy to be hated by everyone." <laughs> he's like, he's, "Mission accomplished." Yeah, yeah, he's basically the new Joffrey. Yeah, it's <laughs> like instant dislike. Yeah, and and yeah, apparently the the dude the dude playing a good job, I think, on the showrunners by not having any kind of a reveal that they were mm-hmm. going to put someone else in the, like everybody thinks that it's either going to be, you know, Bucky, Bucky or Falcon or, Sam, yeah. or maybe both or whatever the heck it is. But then that they're like the U S government's like, we need the figurehead. Here's this guy. He's captain America. And do you know who it is? It's John Walker. It's us agent. Nice. It's the actual comic. It's the actual other captain America. Yeah. The, the <laughs> bag. Bro dude. No one really likes him, even when he comes back and is an Avenger. Everyone's still like, yeah, you're still kind of a douchebag. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, apparently, I have, like I said, haven't seen the show, but apparently that guy is just incredibly hateable and everyone hates him, which is yep. success. Uh, um, it's it's an action movie. It is, you know, uh, Civil War style stuff exploding all over the place people get into fights mm-hmm. oh the other best thing the first villain they fight that mm-hmm. falcon fights is batrock the leaper yeah and it's george st pierre amazing he's back and he gets into another thing and they have a huge fight and it's it's like oh gsp you're the best i'm so happy you're batrock and he's still he speaks in french his whole his whole scene nice and like Batroc the Leaper, the master of the French martial arts Savate from mm-hmm. Paris. Yeah. Sure sounds a lot like he's from Longueuil. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. So good. Uh, they go into some social conscious stuff when Sam tries to take out a loan to save his, his sister and his family's business. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we do understand that you're an Avenger and you did save the world, but you are also black. You may not have a loan. It's like, oh. But that's okay. a little weird, though. It is a little weird. He's like, I have government contracts. You can see that 
I'm financially stable. I'm like, well, you don't have the, any financial records for the last five years. And he's like, oh, son of a bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Look at the news. There are lots of people who don't. Half of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, worth worth it though. Like uh, I I I heard I heard not not the it didn't have the Wandavision splash. It had the like oh it's MCU. This is this is the MCU show. It's the snapback from Wandavision, for sure. Yeah, like, but this, this is this is the show you thought they were going to make when they said that we're making MCU TV shows. Yeah, and I mean that's fair. Yeah, there are people, you, you can't sell everyone on this is the MCU, but completely different and in a different flavor. Don't you like it? Especially considering that they're potentially doing that again with Loki, right? They need to like there needs to be a palate cleanser. I feel like that's exactly it. Yeah, uh, the action is good. They're setting the MCU. They brought Batroc back. That, that for me, is it like is the action happy. on par with like MCU set piece action kind of stuff? Or yeah, like, it is huge budget. Like they're like, haha, suck at Shield, and Shield was like, but but Disney owned ABC too, and they're like, ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> you could have uh, given the budget to Shield, no, but we didn't. Batroc and his terrorists end up jumping out of a plane that Falcon, you know, is trying to rescue them or capture mm-hmm. them from, in squirrel suits. And then they get picked up in a helicopter that they fly sideways through the open helicopter on their squirrel suits. Mm-hmm. Like they land themselves on a moving helicopter. It's so cool looking Neat. like that. That's, that's super intense. I think I was going to, I was going to put it on during my workout, but then I was still had like 40 minutes left of Snyder cut to watch. So I'll like, I'll get to it. It's going to become one of my workout shows. I, I dig it. I have nothing. I have nothing wrong with it. Uh, it moves at a good clip and it made me think of um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier like the good Captain America movie mm-hmm. like just there's some intrigue there's some tension and there's some like really high intensity action pieces that are MCU movie level worthy like they're cool yeah I so, will check it out it's another reason to keep Disney Plus for another week <laughs> well no but it's longer right Every so, week, every week yeah. I say that. Exactly. Until and they're going to follow up this one with Loki, right? Like, which also looks like, great. And then exactly. after they're, that, they're, they're getting you, they're getting you on a monthly service by releasing one episode of something new a week. Yep. You're like, yeah, I'm hooked. It's the cable TV model, right? That's how they work. That's it. Although, they, without without weird rerun breaks, that those are the worst. I was thinking about that. I was like, oh man, remember that. Like where you're like, oh, it's not a new episode of Star Trek this week. Just screw yourself. <laughs> and there'll be like no way to know. <laughs> like unless you unless you were like subscribed to like TV Guide or whatever else. Like there was it was you could not actively know whether or not I I oh man. Speaking of like weird ar- archaic things like Blockbuster, I remember like occasionally at the grocery store with my mom, like not not buying the TV guide. <laughs> But flipping through the TV but guide for my favorite shows to see if there was the little R, if like to know which ones would be reruns for that week, to be like, oh yeah, I don't have to watch whatever show I'm watching because it's a rerun on Thursday. You brought up Star Trek, and I occasionally will throw on classic Star Trek just if I'm doing something else. And like, like original, like sixties or yeah, Shatner and <laughs> yeah, and there are like six or seven episodes that I've come across in the first two seasons. I'm, I'm never, I've never seen before. 
And I can only imagine that is the TV networks being like, we own the syndication rights, but I don't really want to watch this one this week. <laughs> Next Probably. <laughs> like, like, how did this happen? You know, I've seen Star Trek a lot. I have no idea what this episode is. But a lot of them are also like samey too. Sure. Like, yeah. Or like, <laughs> like oh, I remember a lot of Star Trek where I'm like, have I seen this? Have I not seen this? And I mean, I kind of do that with Netflix too. Like I'll press play next and be like, oh, no, not this one. Skip. Play next. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. All right, Scott, I think this was the 90s. Stick around yeah. for an, an all special garbage time without or john is on the episode of garbage time oh no he's not (laughs) listen man we all know that you pressed stop on your podcast player like 30 seconds ago as soon as you heard the outro music and the only reason you're possibly listening to this is because you're like jogging or something and your phone is in your pocket and you can't stop me from talking uh i'll keep this short and sweet uh we put in a lot of work on this website uh if you do want to support us financially we're kind of reworking the whole structure over there but if you do want to support us financially you can head to patreon.com slash nine to five cc um and if you don't want to support us financially maybe you could just tell your friends about the show and if you don't want to support us at all i don't even know how you're possibly listening to this at the end of that episode Bye. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.